live. We are. There we go. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. I see we got Piggy, of course, uh, Matthew and Mason. Uh, Matthew, uh, just to let you, I think we have a link to the, the intro music in the description sometimes, don't we, Kristen? Yeah, so uh, yeah. check it out. Uh, it is a good song. We got yeah. that from the free free music archive, um, and 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 we we pay to 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 use this on our podcast. So um, thanks. I'm glad you like the music and welcome everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us today. We do have a special guest, and I will dispense with the formalities. Uh, there is no real legislative update for today. Um, we do have things going on in Ohio. Things have been introduced in Michigan. Um, looking forward to next year. We got one more of these before the end of the year. Uh, we'll probably do, I think we're going to do a review session. Um, and uh, But next year, uh, just a heads up uh, for everybody. I, I've, uh, I've got a long list of states. I'm not going to read them all here, but uh, kind of your usual suspects are going to be looking at a lot of the, the PMTA. Uh, we call it the PMTA NARC list, but it's the PMTA registry bills. Um, which is really only supported by companies who've been through the process and had authorizations granted. So uh, that'll be a, just a, a barrel of fun uh, next year, 2024. Uh, I believe that will be the start of two-year sessions for a lot of things. So we'll see some new introductions, maybe some carryovers. Uh, people in Vermont, be on the lookout. I saw a heart association person spewing lies on my local news uh, yesterday. Um and uh, so the full-on flavor ban, I think, is coming to Vermont. Um, I think that's the one that they're looking at. Anyway, whatever it is. So uh, with that, um, I think we can... Do you want to get right into it, Kristen? I think we got a delay. We got yeah, a big we, delay. We can go ahead. <laughs> All right. We got a huge delay. Technical yeah. issues notwithstanding. We'll uh, we'll, we'll get right it. into it. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, Adrian, Logan working behind the scenes, and um, we'll uh, go ahead. Uh, Logan, you want to roll that uh, special guest intro footage? All right, so while we get uh, Kristen, I think, uh, working on some internet connectivity issues, welcome back to the program, Lindsay Stroud. How are you doing? Yeah. Fantastic. I'm hoping that I don't have internet issues as we have storms going through Northwest Florida right now. So not a great place for storms, but uh, it's not a hurricane. It's OK. <laughs> the, the bright silver lining of, of living in, in Florida when there's weather. At least it's not a hurricane or an earthquake or a wildfire or a blizzard. Um so uh, with that, uh, you know, uh, the last time we had you on, we were talking about um, National Youth Tobacco Survey stuff and youth use and, and all of those patterns that we've been uh, getting into uh, over the years. And this year we're having you back more to, I'm sorry, this week we're having you back to talk more about uh, the data around adult use of these products uh, and uh, how that is um, maybe not being reported uh, with this, not being given the significance it deserves. Um, and, and that goes both ways, using vapor products and continuing to smoke. So um, Kristen, are you back? I, I'm, I'm going to lean on you heavily to lead this because this is also kind of your wheelhouse, not mine. Um, I am. I am so sorry. I just realized I didn't have, I wasn't hard lined in. I was doing it on my Wi-Fi. I'm like, why am I so laggy? And I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. So hopefully it's better now. I'm looking like I'm lagging still a little bit, but. Um, is Perfect. my voice well, behind I'll, I'll let you, the picture? <laughs> Why am I I'll, I'll toss so this over to you to, to, to okay. kick off. I know you've done a, a lot of the slides and you had some some chats with Lindsay beforehand. So um, without further ado, why don't you uh, take this away? Which one you want to start with, Lindsay? Which slide? Um, okay, let's start with the, I'm looking at the slide and sorry guys, we're not gonna be as like boom, boom, boom on this one because me and her have been doing it. So um, putting the slides together. Um, 
let's just go to the first one for the um go to slide two for the um high school student to adults so we can just get in because that's all we're going to talk about the kids today Okay, so you just want me to take over on this one. Awesome. All right. So a lot yeah. of what I did a couple of weeks ago, I was going back and forth with the Missouri Department of Health, and I was really upset because they made this erroneously. They just decided to rely on the percentage. And so Chris and I will actually, we should probably talk about that a little bit, but we will when we go into some other slides. So there's two numbers when you're looking at the people who are using these products. The percentage of all of these people, so um, of youth, whenever you get the number, you'll get, um, so what was it, the, what is it, 9% of kids who are using e-cigarettes in 2023 or whatever, that's 9% of all kids. Um, and then they'll do it compared to the percentage of all adults. Now, when you start breaking down these numbers, there's obviously a greater number of adults um, than there are youth and especially high school youth. Um, so these numbers get a little bit really wonky. So what I'm starting to look at um, going into this year is the number of the, the number of kids using these products compared to the number of adults using these products. And so I can get the numbers for 2021. Sorry, guys, blame the CDC. That's why we don't have more recent data. And what I noticed is that in 2021, there were about 20 million adults who were vaping compared to 2.7, 2.8 million um, high schoolers who were vaping. So that um, that accounts for for every one kid who was vaping. There was about there was a little bit over seven adults who were vaping. So significantly a greater amount of adults who are vaping. And we just know we don't ever hear that. And you can actually what really irks me, too, when we start talking about these numbers, um, I know earlier this year before they had actually done like the the youth risk behavior survey or before they also put out the 2023 nyts you were seeing the cdc doing this alarmism looking at um disposable sales and looking at um this you know growth in e-cigarette sales and i mean and, and there was a massive growth there was like a 50 percent increase in like monthly unit sales or something but this just shows that it's adults using it now we have the other slide kristen right the did we put the okay go to the next one because when we're talking about youth vaping, if you go to the smoker slide or the smoking, the people who smoke, sorry, Skip, okay. <laughs> you can't get mad at me on that one. <laughs> um, this is what I was really kind of, what you know, what really it bothered me. Um, there was about 37, according to the data that I'm using, there was a 37 million adults who were smoking in 2021. And there was only 586,000 um, over that for kids who were smoking. So for every one kid who was smoking in 2021, 63 adults were smoking. So when you start looking at that one to seven number on vaping, how many of those seven adults would be in that 63 number? I mean, and then just looking at, you know, comparing them, the massive amounts and then, and we, we're, you know, we're losing our, why do we not care about these adults who smoke? So wanting to get, you know, um, this year um, in the 50 state analyses, and this will go more into my PSA too later. Um, I know Kristen and I were talking was we guys wanted you guys to get more involved with your lawmakers because I'm going to be having these numbers out here. And so you can actually be one of those people, whether you're one in those one in seven or whether you're one of those former one in 63 adults. Now, this is for the U.S. average. I will be having these for all 50 states. So you'll be able to sit there and find your own state on it and be able to be like, hey, I used to be that one in 63. And actually, I would have been, you know, I would have been I would have been one in 64 if I was still smoking. Mm -hmm. um, and that's you know what we should be focusing on because it was just it's just so depressing um and i'm going to i just did that looking at us numbers what i will do once i get all the states done is actually find the average of all of those numbers to get even a, a more clearer picture um as kristen and i were talking about it my data is all coming from the behavioral risk factor surveillance system survey um administered by the cdc that they do annually um uh, and it's a uh it's a questionnaire that they do among adult populations and it covers everything from demographics including race age income um alcohol use tobacco use whether you know women's health i mean it covers a lot of things I'm also with the youth numbers, I'm looking at the youth risk behavior um, surveys, again, administered by the CDC, but they do those 
biannually, so every other year. So and that you can get really state looking numbers on that one. But it's kind of amazing, Kristen. I mean, to see, I mean, and I wish that we could have I could get numbers for like the number of high school students in different years to see how much the, the adult population has grown. I could do it probably like for other years on smoking, but the CDC doesn't give us really good information on adult. You know, when I, when I, Kristen got all my data and so then she knows that like the only way we have e-cigarette data is 2016, 2017 and 2021 and 2022. So, yeah. Yeah. And this one, just to hammer her point home, putting that smoking and that vaping all in one pie chart here, you can see that. The big blue section is all people who don't smoke or vape. Um, and then you have uh, adults smoking is the 35, 600,000. And then the, I mean, this is all smoking, if I remember correctly. This is not just cigarette smoking when I did this. Um, and then you've got the adult vaping. And then in the red, you've got the youth vaping. That red line, there's our epidemic, you guys. That's an epidemic. Um, but if you compare the red, that red line with that dark teal line, they're more worried about that red line than that dark teal pie wedge, which is the adults who smoke, <laughs> you know? It just shows how crazy it is that we're not more concerned about the adults in this situation and that they're freaking out over that tiny red line compared to everything else. Did you want me to go back to any of those other slides or did you have another point on those? No, I think this slide's great. I mean, and illustrating it and and what you're talking about. And I think, yeah, it pairs well with the like one kid smoking to one all the, the 63 adults on average that are smoking. And that like, why do we not care about these people? And why? I mean, and 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 yeah, the the that's the new numbers and everything that's kind of going down. I know that um Kevin Crowley did a really good thing. Me and him have been going back and forth on Twitter because one of the things I noticed. When um like earlier this year, we submitted comments to the FDA for their strategic listening session. And I was doing some research and back when they signed the uh, Tobacco Control Act, um, they had 400,000 people, you know, were dying each year to smoking related um, diseases. And then the, what they had the CDC had last year up on there was 480,000. So that's an increase of 80,000 people who die each year from smoking related illnesses, even though smoking rates have dropped. Like one of these days, if I get around to it, I'll go through population numbers and try to figure out what it actually like, who's been smoking. But go ahead, Alex. Yeah, I did have something to add. If I remember correctly, actually, when I first started getting involved in all of this, so 2014 was the 50 year anniversary of the Surgeon General's report on smoking and health. And that was the year I think they added some diseases to the list of smoking attributable diseases. Uh, and that that's kind of what bumped the numbers up. Um, I mean, you know, we've known for for decades that smoking affects every organ in your body. Um, but I, I think just over time, and, and I don't know the politics, if there are politics behind adding those diseases. But if I remember correctly, those additions account for um, some of the increase in the, in the number of annual deaths attributed to smoking. That makes complete sense now, actually, on why it changed. I was I, that, that saves me a bunch of time. So thank you for that, because <laughs> there's really no way to actually start quantifying it. The only way I could do it is really not even looking at who's dying from these or just who are using these products. Um, so then I guess that goes into our next slide, Kristen. I would go with the um, the line graph um, that has the smoking and the, uh, that one. Yes, because I actually did some numbers. Yes. So um, for people to, so that is um, smoking and vaping rates um, now. And yes, it is wonky again, because the CDC does not give us a, a easily accessible data on e-cigarette use for uh, many of the years. Those years that they give us um, the data for, if you go to their main website, is 2016, 2017, 2021, and 2022. So that's, don't question my, yeah, I'm, we're not missing years, you know, that's just the way that it is. So what we're looking at there is you're looking at smoking rates among 18 to 24 year olds, 25 to 44 year olds, um, 45 to 50 or 64 year olds and then 65 plus and as well as the vaping rates. Um, and you can see, you know, 18 to 24 year olds on that one. And, um, you know, th they're going down. Um, they kind of stayed a little bit consistent, but they're very, I mean, they're lower than 
Well, yeah, where they're lower than 65 plus now, which is kind of impressive, especially when you start going back to which we have another slide to show you this. Um, if you start looking at the 18 to 24 year olds, like it being consistently lower or being, you know, for the past that many years um, with the 65 plus is just that's a public health win. Um, granted, they also are the the uh, you know the youth the group that uses e-cigarettes the most. Um, but what I was looking at too, because I aggregate um, what the CDC gives us is they'll give us um, 18 to 24, 25 to 34. Then it's done you know every 10 years. I aggregate the two middle groups um, to bring it into four age groups. A lot of other um, state health departments do that too. It's just it would be so convoluted if we broke all of those things out, especially putting vaping and smoking in there. It's already convoluted with putting vaping in there. Um, right. But I did some. I was doing some of the numbers, um, looking at that graph, and um, just some of the percent changes, and which kind of amazing from twenty, um, from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. There was actually a 6.5% increase in vaping rates among 18 to 24 year olds, um, while a 1.9% decrease in smoking rates. Now, um, on 25 to 44 year olds, this was really, uh, really intriguing. Between 2021 and 2022, there was a 37.4% increase in vaping use um, and an 8% decline in cigarette use. So actually from 2021, all of the things that you've seen among these age groups, you are actually, you are seeing, um, and the only one that saw, yeah, no, every group saw a um, decrease in smoking and an increase. Um, 45 to 64 year olds, yes, between 2021 and 2022, um, their e-cigarette use increased by night by 20%. Their smoking only declined by 3.3%, but you know, they're kind of, Set in their ways, they're a little bit older people and stuff. Um, and right. but I thought there's, I thought the numbers are just kind of amazing, and you can kind of you know see them in that graph right there. Um, so when we're talking about, you know, I, I love that you know the media still keeps harping on, even though you look at an e-cigarette use among youth, and it's just going straight down. But when you start looking at it and start breaking it down too, among all these different age groups among you among adults. Um, you know, you're just seeing increases. Yes, it's not at 50% or whatnot, but also the CDC, for the record, the BRFSS does not ask about um, uh, ever use at all. Oh, they, okay. Yeah, they, and even with smoking, I think how they even define whether you would actually go on to do the smoking question is if you've like smoked 100 cigarettes or more in your lifetime. Right, yep, yep. And it's okay, so, so it's, just just reiterate why that 18 to 24 group those changes are so significant why you think those are so significant oh e-cigarettes we have that other graph explain really, <laughs> like explain it like really like the, the, the smoking and and vaping like you know because the the anti-thr people are all going to be freaking out over the fact that that vaping is so much higher now and so um than than the smoking was. I mean, if you look at where the smoking was, that was down at like a little over fifteen percent in twenty sixteen, and now the vaping is up past twenty two percent. So, what do you say to them about that? Well, that the smoking's only way down because of vaping. I mean, yes, that's right. a substitute. I, I'm not going to sit there and deny it. I mean, in their perfect world, they don't want um, you know them to use any product, but you do not start seeing significant declines in you know, vape and, and smoking rates up until, you know, um, looking at the numbers that I have in front of me, I mean, in 20, in 2012, so three years after um, the, they did the uh, Tobacco Control Act, 21.3% of 18 year olds were, 18 to 24 year olds were still smoking. I mean, so you really don't start to see like just steep declines up until after it's 2013 is where it just starts shooting down. And we have that graph. We can put that graph up. I mean, I did the the percentage difference on it. And what I think that the um, on that other graph, what graph is that on the current U.S. current smoking by age group? I mean, it's just kind of amazing to see the percent differences. One? Is that the next one? Yes. Let me see. I got too many things. Yes, that is the next one. So, I mean, what I guess what I was getting at, I mean, and people should note that, that on that last um, that last graph that we were showing, that's, that was starting in 2016. So the smoking rates were much higher before that. And that's, you know, if you were, if you were an anti-THR person, you would cut it off there. So it looks like, oh my God, smoking was so much lower 
you know, in 2016, it was only at, you know, 15%. And look, now vaping's at 20%. So there's more vapors than there were ever smokers. You know, they're going to try to do that. So that's why sometimes you have to look at it like this and see it stretched out properly, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yes. We had stressed out properly. I mean, I looked at the years and it was, um, you know, up until, yeah, 2013, the average annual percentage of um, the the percent different, uh, different. And if you guys are on Twitter, you probably were like, what what math is what she was doing yesterday or what now? What I did is I <laughs> looked at the what was the percentage of young adults um, smoking in any given year? I compared it to the percentage of um, all adults and seeing what that difference was. And up until 2013, it was consistently a percentage higher. So meaning the, the percent of adults that were 18 to 24 year olds um, who were smoking was significantly higher than the adults, all adults who were smoking that actual percentage. And then um, when you start breaking it down and looking at the years, I mean, even after like from 2009 to 2013, I think on average, the average annual year percentage difference was a 4% increase, um, you know, it was 4% higher than the actual national average for all U.S. adults. But after that, it just shoots down. And I think like between 2019 and 2022, on average, it's about 70% lower than the the actual like national, you, you, all U.S. adult smoking rate. And I mean, you can see it in the graph, but if you see the, um, if you guys can't see really well, so the first tick in that graph that we have on there, um, that's when the 1998 Master Settlement Agreement, when they sued the tobacco companies and, oh, yeah, what fat, that didn't do anything on the smoking rates, okay? I mean, look, all of the smoking rates kind of went up on all age groups, and they pretty much remained the same among all U.S. Um, among all U.S. adults. Um, the second one's the 2009, that's Tobacco Control Act. Um, now, I still think that that increase that happened, like that, because it happened among like everybody, I still think that increase that happens after 2009 is related to the recession more than anything. Um, so it's kind of like a blip, you know, I don't really, I don't factor that as, as statistically significant I, because I think there was other factors. Um, the second, after the, okay, so you got the third, the third tick mark um, is, um, between 2009 and 2012 um, has been identified as market market emergence of e-cigarettes in the United States. And that's when e-cigarettes pretty much hit every single U.S. market and were widely available. The second to last tick mark is going to be 2015 when Juul entered the market. And yes, when Juul enters the market and the pod enters the market, it just boom goes down. And then the last tick mark is 2018. Um, which I know Casa says, Alex says 2017. I'm I'm going 2017, 2018. You the vaping epidemic. Um, and again, youth vaping epidemic coincides with significant reductions in smoking rates. So to hear if you're watching right. this, so where are all the smokers at? <laughs> right. And and for those of you who are um maybe on a small screen, going left to right <clears throat> are the different age groups, and then she's got those. Uh, vertical ticks that are showing different time in the timeline as to what was happening during that time. So that's, and that darker blue one that was, or that medium blue one that's at the top um, and dips down to the bottom over on the right, that is the 18 to 24 group, which is pretty significant. That's, that's, that's something else. Um, it's amazing. I can, show, I can show that other one too. Where's that other one that I had? I updated this thanks to, I was able to update this one thanks to Lindsay's data. Now, my old one, our old one that we had was, excuse me, um, was based on the um, NH, is the NHIS? Or am I saying those NIHS? NH, I don't, yeah, National Health Institute Study Survey, NHIS. The ones that you see the CDC reports are mostly based on, and then this now is based on the behavioral one that Lindsay does her numbers on. And again, you know, it, it, this is just every adult, um, the top line's smoking and the bottom line's vaping. And you can pretty much see the correlation there. So this whole idea that, you know, vaping's not helping people quit smoking is just ridiculous. I mean, other than our thousands of testimonials on our website, <laughs> um, this right here tells you, you know, that 
there's a correlation there. I mean, you, they love to do correlations, no matter how loose they are. You know, it's like every everything that happens to youth right now, if they get if they get too thin, if they get too sad, if they have a collapsed lung, if they you know are too happy, oh, it must be vaping's fault. <laughs> you know, so they can do those kind of correlations. We can do this correlation here. That's what I say. That's but why that's I always say I don't say it causes it. Yeah, and, and honestly, right. yeah, it's when and it one of the reasons I even start, well, I started looking back at the BRFS numbers like back in 2020, um, when I was the when you know I, I think I was still building THR 101, and I was just looking at these 18 to 24 year old numbers, and they were just shocking to me, and then and the fact that nobody was really do looking at them, and and also the whole narrative that you know I. I started writing on vaping back in 2016. So you, I've been, you know, in, in growing in this career hearing, oh, you, vaping leads to smoking. It leads to smoking. No, no, it does not. There is no evidence. Where are all the smokers at? Um, so, uh, it, it reminds me, it gives me flashback. It gives me flashback to like what they did with freaking COVID and the CDC. And, like when they took this, the, when they took the people who smoke outside, you know, when they had the comorbidities and stuff. And um, you were seeing that, you know, people who were smoking were disproportionately underrepresented for a respiratory, you know, disease and virus or whatnot. And then they just quit reporting on this. I, I remember I wrote an op-ed about it called Where Did All the Smokers Go? Sorry, Skip. I did. That is the title of it. But um. <laughs> no, that's true. I did want to. And then 18 I to 24. I, I I didn't I didn't chime in in time for one of the previous uh, graphs, but um, oh, there was that um, it was like <clears throat> I think two two before this one. <clears throat> it was the, I think the second one you had it, it, that one. There you go. So yeah, if you're looking at the you know the eighteen to twenty four smoking versus the eighteen to twenty four vaping, first of all, there it's almost a mirror image. Uh, it, it, it's, I mean, you can probably break out your, your ruler and protractor and, and, and it's, it's almost spot yeah. on. The other thing is, uh, you know, around 20% of, of any age group vaping, smoking, using tobacco, whatever, uh, across a, we've, I, I will just mention it again because it bears repeating across the board, substance use about 15 to 20% of the population using any drug is kind of what we can expect. Uh, and so it's it's not all that outrageous. It also plays into um, uh, Clive Bates's uh, idea of latent demand. Now that you have a, a bunch of people who otherwise may be interested in using nicotine, but don't want to because smoking is so dangerous. Now that they have less harmful products, they're more likely to, to you know, maybe take an interest in it uh, and, and use these products, perhaps even regularly. Um, so there's a lot, there's a few things that may sort of explain that why vaping is now higher than smoking was back in 2016 among 18 to 24 year olds. Um, but still further to your point, we don't see a, a corresponding rise in smoking among that population, uh, which is just one more thing that refutes any kind of claims of gateway, which was what the representative from the American Heart Association, that was one of the lies that they were spewing in Vermont. So... Mm. And they'll be, be spewing it again, I'm and sure. That's, and that's okay. kind of what I was getting to. I'm sorry, I must be on some kind of delay. I apologize if that's what's happening. No, <laughs> um, you're fine. I, but that's yeah. what I was kind of getting to that point too, Alex, because um, I was uh, I was looking at that, but that whole thing is if you make things safer, like people used to be afraid of cars. You know, oh, you know, horses are more reliable. Those cars are scary. All this stuff can happen. And the safer cars got, the more people drove them. Same thing with airplanes. The safer they got, the more people started flying. You know, so it's just it just common sense that the safer that nicotine use gets, that more people who may have avoided it in the past will use it. And that's the next argument to get around is these groups saying, well, nicotine use, addiction, bad, despite whether or not there's anything worse that happens to you than if you drink alcohol or coffee. You know, it's like they, they can't back that up, that it's just, just bad. It's just bad. That's it. It's just bad. We don't like it, you know. It's big tobacco coming after your kids, you know, the demon bogeyman. That's what it is. 
So I didn't mean to derail the flow here, but uh, okay. Oh no, no. And actually, since Vermont, I mean that should probably be our next slide. Um, going into the numbers on the effects of um, flavor bans. Oh yeah. Wait, what was this one though? That okay. So yes, the age group one. Okay, so like I, I'm so sick of hearing about how is that is that cigarette users. Do we have to, we have, we have the e-cigarette users too. Um, the e-cigarette users, like I know, like I'm so sick of hearing about how, cause like one of the arguments that they do use now, I did notice on that there's a little bit of an increase in the percent. Okay. So what, sorry guys, let me take us back a step of what you're looking at. So I look at, um, the CDC gives you data and its percentage of this population. So what I do is I will cross-reference it with the population numbers so I can actually get people numbers. Like this is the number of people. And then with that, I get the percentage of um, the, the people who are using these products. So we're looking at right now current uh, cigarette users, current people who are smoking in the tw in 2022 um, based off of the who their age group. And like overwhelmingly, it's 25 to 44 year olds and 45 to 64 year olds who are current who are currently smoking. Um, we have the other slide too, right? For vaping, I don't know if we do. Which one's that? Yeah, I don't see it on oh, here on this one. Well, it's fine. I have. I, it's fine. I have the numbers for it. It was up and it was in the um, Excel. I didn't give it to you as a as a as a as an actual picture it was just in the excel one it was the other um i always saw the two users excel, my bad. i didn't scroll down far oh enough. no you're fine <laughs> so um and i have to i'm gonna look at mine because that screen's way too small my eyes are terrible but you'll see i mean these are really significant 18 to 24 year olds only made up seven percent of the adults who were smoking um in 2022 um compared to 25 to 44 year olds who were made up 40 percent 45 to 64 um, year olds who made up 38 percent and then 65 plus made up 15 percent so there are the of the people who were smoking like for every one 18 to 24 year old who was smoking two of them two people who were two people were 65 plus smoking um which is kind of scary when you start thinking about that i know there just came out a big paper about how um there hasn't been a straight a really strong reduction um in smoking rates among older adults well duh they're the ones most likely to watch the the news you know and especially the local news that just has more on, you know, the, the anchors that just read off a teleprompter and have no idea, you know, sorry, no journalistic integrity at all. And I said that out loud and I don't even care. But um, current e-cigarette users, I looked at that of all the adults who were um, currently using e-cigarettes, what do their ages look like? Because you hear a lot that it's, oh, it's only the young adults who are using this. And it's true. In 2022, of all the adults in the United States who were using e-cigarettes, 31% of them were 18 to 24, yet 50% of them were 25 to 44, 15% of them were 45 to 64, and actually 4% of the current e-cigarette users were 65 plus. So, um, and I think it's that's the older ones are a little bit, um, I think the 65 plus might be a little bit like bigger than what they were last year, but I haven't, I didn't double check my 2021 numbers because it's old news. Well, 2022 is still old news as well, but I mean, it's kind of amazing, but, and also just to see okay, once so again, sorry, <laughs> well, I was so just going to say, it's good to see the numbers of people. I'm sorry, I have such a bad delay and I can't figure out why. Um, <laughs> I hear you just fine, but for some reason I'm getting to you guys really late. Um, the, um, the Running through those e-cigarette numbers again. So 18 to 24. So out of all e-cigarettes, since we didn't have a graphic to look at, it's hard to visualize and keep up when you were saying it. So out of all of the, all of the adults who are using e-cigarettes, what percentage of those adults are 18 to 24? 31%. So 16 is, yep, 31%. The 25 to 50, 44 made up 50%. So I, I always sit there and say at the end of it um, is that, you know, 69% of, so with these numbers, it would be 69% of, of the current adults who were using e-cigarettes in 2022 were over the age of 25. 
That's how I do it. I mean, that's a better number, you know, for all the the opponent orgs that are like, oh, it's just young adults and everything. But I think too. So what if 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 eighteen? And so what if it's thirty one percent of the if of e cigarette users were eighteen to twenty four? And you know, of smokers, only seven percent were eighteen to twenty four. Okay, fifteen percent of smokers were you know sixty five plus. So I mean, that's what we should be focusing on. Is the once again going back to what we're supposed to be doing was reducing the harms related to combustible cigarette use. So, I mean, you know, now it's just this anti anything that might be tobacco related movement that we've, that's why you have so many adults smoking compared to youth, you know? I guess when, when I'm hearing the numbers and, and you're right, Kristen, it is good to be able to visualize these things. But when I'm hearing these numbers <clears throat> um, with more, 18 to 24 year olds vaping instead of smoking. That's, that's, that's correct. Right. You were yes. saying that. The, the, so um, my, I guess the question is, yes. and this is probably something that the antis will love to use. How many of those, do we have a good idea of how many of those people in that 18 to 24 age group were, they weren't smoking before they started vaping? Are we are we talking about a lot of nicotine naive people who picked this up and as a as a young adult? Well, actually, I was talking to Kristen about it yesterday. So the CDC does on this BR this B the Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance System Survey or BRFSS um, does actually. So how they do it? Because I saw like New York State's like year, and so they'll give you pretty much like every person who did it like has an ID and then they go through all the questionnaires. So you could actually, if you, if you were able to get the spreadsheet like that, you could actually go through, okay, the, all these current e-cigarette users, which ones, cause they do have a question of whether they're currently smoking or formerly smoking. And I noticed I did play around with it like months ago when I had some downtime to go mess around with New York state's numbers and overwhelmingly, yeah, a lot of the 18 to 24 year olds didn't had never smoked. But then again, that does factor with the, the youth stuff. I mean, I, I this is I don't think sm smoking is becoming obsolete because of e-cigarettes, I think. I mean, and and it, I don't think it's I, I hate how the, our opponent orgs are like, oh, they do it because they think it's safer. It is safer. OK, and if I was a parent, I would rather have them vaping than having them smoke. So, you know, I don't know what to say to that one on, you know, I'd rather have them. So, um, yeah, I mean, and I think, too, I, I don't ever like looking at it that way, because I, I do think you're going to end up having a generation who was never exposed to cigarettes the way that we were exposed to cigarettes that will be, you know, they're going to be never smokers who are you who are e-cigarette users. But that's not to say that who, if they didn't have e-cigarettes, how, how do you determine like whether they would have been smokers? And then I don't that would be the the study, I think, to be done, you know, for people who've got a lot more money and time than I do to figure out how do you how do you gauge that, you know, um, whether it's doing a massive survey, I guess, when you're looking at people, adults who are smoking, like the parents or something and looking at the their kids, because I, I do know from most of the studies that are done, that is the no, oh, overwhelmingly like number one thing that's going to decide whether a youth does pick up yep. a tobacco um, product is whether their parents do it. So, um, yep. but other than that, it's really hard to kind of determine. Cause yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I just think it's, but I think that these 18 to 24 year olds, I mean, I think, yeah, you're just gonna start seeing a zero. I mean, at some point there's gonna be like 1% of, of young adults who have ever smoked. And that was probably gonna come in like 10 years. Just looking at the data that I'm seeing right now in the past few years, which is awesome. I mean, I, public health win. I, I, I was just reminded, I, I think, you know, it, along the lines of what you were saying, you know, first of all, if we were gonna try to tease this out, it would be, you know, looking at all the risk factors and comorbidities um, and, and definitely parents who smoke, which just sort of underscores all of the efforts here, which is we need to be targeting you know, accurate messages about relative risk to adults who have kids and then they can quit smoking and their kids don't ever have to, as you were saying, be exposed to all of this like we were. The other thing is, I know that there was some modeling done several years ago. I think David Levy was part of this uh, and some other people. Uh, and they looked at even under like the most pessimistic assumptions of gateway, uh, you know, the, the number of, of young people um, it's not smoking and vaping instead was still a net benefit to public health, 
again, even under the worst assumptions. Um, so just rem was reminded <laughs> about that and figured I'd throw it in there. That every kid vapes and then I mean, it would I'm, be a gain to them. I'm sure that the right epidemiologists, I'm sure the right epidemiologists could um, look at the trend lines and what was really happening back in 2013 of what really was expected, because that's a claim that they make all the time is that that the vaping has slowed the declines in, well, first it was slowing the declines in smoking, which that turned out not to be true. So then they had to throw vaping in with tobacco use so they could say it's slowing the decline of tobacco use. But now they can't even say that anymore because <laughs> tobacco use keeps going down overall as well, in, in, especially in the youth. Um, but yeah, the, the number one thing, and I used to say this back in the early days, like the 2009s, 2010s, I'm dating myself, um, that that looking at what they used to say caused kids to smoke and it the number one thing all the time over and over again was if your parents smoke you had such a, a huge and you know I, did anybody did, did your parents smoke for both of you mine did you know they quit when oh i was very, my mom still smoked really young but they still smoked my brothers ended up smoking yeah my brother was a smoker and then my sorry person who smoked <laughs> Sorry, Skip. Um, you know, my my husband. I mean, we we were all smoke. We all smoked. <laughs> um, so the the thing is, is that they'd have to look at how many in say twenty twenty three, how many parents are still smoking today, and then those kids and didn't switch to vaping because like my kids all switched to vaping when I switched to vaping. Cause I got my kids who adult kids who were smoking, they switched because I switched and just wouldn't shut up about it. Um, so that's, you'd have to look at that and say how, what, how many of the, of the people who are still smoking, all those numbers that you show, where is that? Wait, 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 let me pull that back up again. Um, it's this one. Wait, not that one. Sorry. Um, this one right here, you know, I mean, how are many of those adults have kids? <laughs> you know, I mean, you you use that graphic as being, um, you know, how many of us were would have been those people if we hadn't switched to vaping? But how many of those people have kids today that are going to end up smoking instead of vaping because they didn't switch? And that's the other yeah. thing that they don't always like to, they don't like to tell, they don't like to... Um, talk about the kids who are going to lose their parents who if they don't switch to, to vaping and how that's going to hurt kids. If your parent dies really young because of lung cancer or heart disease, you're going to be at a disadvantage even if you never touch nicotine in your entire life. So they're only looking at one little thing of, oh my God, addiction, and not looking at the big picture of what mom and dad quitting what how that would affect all those kids and not having smoke around you know they go on and on about third hand smoke you know it's just yeah i'm sorry <laughs> oh third hand but smoke you know what i'm yes. trying to get at right yes yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And actually, I do, I do think, too, with and even with the youth vaping epidemic, I mean, there there presents an opportunity for the kids to actually, you know, give their parents, um, you know, like, hey, mom, try this. Like, you know, I, I see that you're you're smoking and, you know, I, I um, you know, and maybe they, they can help their parents, you know, sweat, you know, quit and make the switch. I mean, the FDA yeah. sure isn't doing it. So I mean, and giving factual information on it. But I do know that there was a paper a few years ago that was done that actually said that the probably the, 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 the purported that the what probably led to the greatest declines in youth use of, of combustible cigarettes was parents. And that you had, you saw declines in parents smoking, and that's really what contributed. It wasn't any policy, it wasn't any tax. It was, you know, yeah, a lack of. And and, and I think it goes with a lot of things and too related to tobacco. Um, I always think of like the menthol cigarette bans and stuff. Like, I smoked. I my parents they smoke regular cigarettes. They used to steal my cigarettes, and I, I that's the only time I ever smoked menthol because I could steal them back because they wouldn't they wouldn't. 
smoke them. And, and so, and, and once again, I think kids, yeah, smoke what their parents are going to smoke. So if your parents smoked a menthol, you're probably going to be more likely to smoke a menthol versus if your parents smoked, you know, my dad smoked Winston's, okay? You know, me, I was a big fan of Marlboro Reds, all right? I'm going to smoke it, not as hard as a Winston, but mom was like a Virginia Slim fan. And then they, you know, low income. So <laughs> they got in trouble back in, you know, low. And they will, they actually like, they got in trouble back in like 2010 for like shipping, you know, cigarettes from the Indian reservations, you know, after the the 2009 Tobacco Control Act and then the PACT Act. And, you know, um, the, I think like a lot of the, um, you had the, the federal excise tax that went into effect in 2009, but you also had like a bunch of like, you know, I think 20 states also enacted their own state tax. And we were living in Michigan and yeah, Michigan got really super expensive. Um, I always joked because, um, yeah, I, I moved down to South Carolina and like actually I think Michigan did it in 2007 that their state excise tax went up and they got super expensive. I, if I went to South Carolina and cigarettes were like two for the price of one. I would have probably quit smoking in college if, you know, I went to New York or something. I wouldn't have been able to afford it. <laughs> uh, um, smoking. Well, speaking of like taxes and bans and things like that, I think that's a good, good segue into the last one we've got here. <clears throat> now, I created this. Um, whoop, not that one. Where'd it go? Come on. Okay. Logan, could you take that comment down, please? Um, thank you. Uh, this, this one I used uh, uh, Lindsay's data, and it was really cool to kind of put this together. Now, you're not going to be able to read, if you, especially if you're on your, like, tablet or a small phone. But I'm planning on sharing this, if I can, um, as as a tweet and on social media as well, if that's okay, Lindsay. Um Yes. This, this, I've just always been curious how, how flavor bands are affecting smoking rates. Um, and what you're seeing here is this is an order from the worst to the best as far as how, how big the decline has been. And I picked 2019 mm. because that's when a lot of, um, uh, flavor bands kicked in and, um, a lot of them were cities and towns and stuff like that. You know, like California was pretty much banned everywhere. Like all the major cities were pretty much banned before Cal. I mean, Los Angeles and San Diego and San Jose and all of those were had flavor bans before California. I mean, a big chunk of California was already under flavor ban before the state one happened. So I don't count that 2022 date, but now they're obviously under. So you've got the five states that have full on flavor bans. Um, and you can see here that, it really hasn't done much that they, those five states are not even in the top 10. Now, given caveat here, California already had a really low rate and you can really only expect to get so low. So the lower you get, the smaller your drops are going to be. So to be fair to California, we will say that. Okay. Um, but when you look at things like even New Jersey, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New York, and you compare them like way at the end there to Kentucky, <laughs> which probably doesn't even have that high of, of uh, vaping rates. I don't know. I didn't put the vaping rates on here, too. I thought it was going to get way too confusing. But um, you can see that none of those states that banned flavors managed to speed up their smoking decline from that flavor ban. It didn't make pe more people quit. It, it, it's not a big you didn't see it's like suddenly these big drops that they're suddenly way over at the end here, like New Jersey and Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New York, they saw very small drops compared to some of these other states down at the end here, which ironically is like the heaviest smoking states with Kentucky, Louisiana, New Hampshire surprised me, um, Alabama, North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, North Carolina, Georgia, Ohio, Michigan, Florida, I'm going towards the, as it gets lower. Idaho, Oklahoma, Maryland, Mississippi, Indiana, Delaware, Wyoming, Texas, West Virginia, Missouri, then Colorado. And as you start getting in, I noticed that the ones with the biggest smoking drops also were a lot of those states from my memory as far as doing calls to actions and, and updating the state pages and stuff on the CASA site. A lot of those don't have a lot of heavy regulation either. They didn't like throw a bunch of taxes well, at it. They didn't throw New Hampshire's. 
New Hampshire is also seeing, I, I always use New Hampshire because well, New Hampshire's seen great significant declines in smoking. They've seen increases in, in the excise cigarette taxes and excise vape taxes as well. So, I mean, you know, I mean, we know what it is. It's all the people coming over from Massachusetts and everything. But I, I noticed, I, I remember looking at one of the, I think I was looking at like from 2020 to 2021 or something. And I was like, this is amazing. I was like, you have like a, like a 10% reduction in, in smoking rates yet, like a 15% increase in cigarette taxes. Way to go. That's the policy that you want. Yeah. So that's, this is, and just to, just, just so I'm very clear on this to people, the, the taller the bar the bigger the drop in smoking, just so you guys are understand that the, the, that tall bar, Kentucky's tall bar doesn't mean they have the most smokers, although I think they're pretty far close, but people who smoke, sorry. Very high. <laughs> yeah, they but are very high. They're, but they, yeah, but they're, um, they're, uh, that's how big their smoking decline was, just to be clear when you're looking at that. If you look over at Hawaii, they were at a negative that little green dot below the line there, they actually had a slight gain in smoking also, between 2019 and 2022. Uh, Hawaii was the first state to enact tobacco 21 in 2015 or 26, maybe it took effect yep. in 2016. So yeah, that, that should be a very concerning number for anybody following that policy. Yeah, and Oregon hasn't seen any changes at all. Cal California was already pretty darn low. I think they were at 10% in 2019. Utah Lindsay, also falls in there. I think Utah was 12% yeah. or lower going into this. They were like um, nine something, I think, starting yeah. out. Year, years years before 2019, if I remember. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they were already pretty low. So, I mean, some of them, it's just because they already were pretty low. But uh, you, I would say it was, um, and I was surprised Wisconsin was had such a, a poor showing. I fully expect it to be the exact opposite because we have very lax things when it comes to, I mean, Milwaukee and Madison both banned indoor use, um, but we, I don't think we've had any flavor bans and we have just a 5.5% tax, but they did enact some, some stupid thing. I forget what it was with registration or something. And now you, a lot of uh, out of state, like I can't get my favorite e-liquid from Texas anymore because they won't ship anywhere where these rules are enacted and Wisconsin is one of them. And I, I have to keep finding new e-liquids because they just keep falling off because I can't, they, they, they won't ship to Wisconsin anymore or whatnot. Um, and he marked to send me some stuff from Michigan. Um, but, but that's, but that's, uh, you know, that, that had a big impact that a lot of people couldn't get their e-liquids anymore and stuff. But I thought because we don't even have an indoor ban form yet either. One of these days I'll have to do all of the different rules. We need to do a um, like like the I forget who does it, but the report card on like the worst people when it comes to smoking that the anti THR people do. We should do a a, a THR. Yeah. They all do yeah. it. Oh, I think, I think is, the yeah. Lung I, Foundation is the one that gives it the grade, though. Um, yeah, the A plus grading at the Lung Foundation. I think we should do a tobacco harm reduction report card. Like if you've enacted all these different policies and that we can put it right on our state pages. What do they get for tobacco harm reduction? <laughs> but yeah, that, I, I did think that's one, pretty powerful. I, I rated the uh, state health departments back when I was at Heartland when I did the the first, you know, of what ended up becoming the 50 state analyses. I know I, ra I rated the health departments on how transparent they were with their vaping related lung injuries because some of them were just terrible on, you know, what what information they were giving you. And some of them were great. Like, this is the number of ones who were, you know, vaping THC. Um, other ones are, we have this many oh, yeah, cases. Oh, the most, well, none of them are reporting point. on it anymore. So, you know, they, they all turned them into COVID dashboards. <laughs> Should oh, joke sure, about that. Yeah. But. yeah. No, but I mean, it happened. It happened. We're getting far enough away. Maybe we can start relaxing about it. Um, everything's white lung now. I can't wait till they blame that on vaping too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three-year-olds are getting white lung. It must be vaping. Um. <laughs> I, I did see, uh, Mark, I did see your uh, message, and I'm going to try to make this into a post so that it'll be shareable uh, probably on Monday. So, Well, we're, we're coming up in the final few minutes of our hour. 
Um, so uh, not to put an abrupt end to the conversation or anything, but uh, are there some, some maybe some final points to go over here that we haven't given enough attention to? Oh, yes, my PSA. So yeah. we, yeah, so um, I, we're going to have a busy, okay, hold on. Actually, I got to get a timer on for this, Solon, sorry. <laughs> All right. We're going to have a busy year. <laughs> okay. We're going to have a busy year next year, guys. Um, I, like, we're going to, well, I'm trying to get this for you, for you, Kristen. So am I good to go now? <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Sorry for all of that. We are going to have a busy year next year. Um, it looks like the federal menthol ban's not going to go through. So you know what that means, that the states are going to go really hard trying to ban menthol cigarettes. And anytime they do that, they're trying to ban vape flavors because that's really where this all kind of starts out of. Um, expect a lot of taxes. Um, you know, there's no more COVID money. There's not a lot of relief on anything. So we need to get you guys going to you contacting your state lawmakers. All of the data that we just did today, you are those people. The 50 state analysis should be up. Uh, you can use that to supplement your own stuff, but you need to be telling the lawmakers, even as simple as, hey, I'm this many years old. I smoked for this many years. I quit smoking blank years ago using vaping and I'm vaping this flavor. Please don't take it away. So please just make sure you're contacting your lawmakers. Um, they need to hear from you. I can only do so much with these numbers. They need to see the people who are behind these numbers. So, and I, we all appreciate all of your efforts on doing that guys. That good, Kristen? Okay, Louie, thank you. Thank you. This delay is messing me up. I'm so sorry. Um, like I said something way before and then it didn't come up until you were in the middle of your thing. It's like, ah, <laughs> sorry about that. That's okay. okay. We got it. You should. It's a little bit like about a minute and when I was timing myself. So, but you know, <laughs> you should be able to cut That's some awesome. of it out for people. That's awesome. Well, with that, I think, no, that, um, that was good. All, I just... There we go again. Uh, so first, first of all, thank you again, Lindsay, uh, for coming back on and thank you for the, uh, the, the, what is a, a perennial call to action, which is <laughs> make sure your stories get in front of your lawmakers. We do the best we can to, to help people do that for you know very specific things, uh, but it is always an appropriate time to reach out to your lawmakers and let them know just how successful you've been with switching away from smoking, whether it was a smoke-free, uh, nicotine pouch, snooze, even uh, American smokeless, uh, or going to vaping. And of course, using those products every day can significantly increase your chances of quitting smoking altogether. Um, and, uh, and, and perhaps, uh, maybe I'll, I'll need to, you know, get the, the gears working here and, and get some sort of nationwide, uh, engagement that makes it easier for people to get in touch with their lawmakers so that you don't have to spend a lot of time finding the website, figuring out where you live and who represent you, who represents you. Uh, we can take care of a lot of that on the front end. Um, so. Uh, with all of that, thank you for the call to action. Thank you for all of the valuable information and analysis. Thank you, Kristen, for putting this in a, in a digestible visual format for us. Uh, and as mentioned, uh, we will get some of these, uh, at least the, the, the one with the, uh, the flavor band stuff, up on social media so people can share that around and use that in your own presentations and messages to lawmakers. Um, and so... With that, we will be back here in two weeks for our final uh, broadcast of the year. We plan on doing a bit of a year in review, but uh, nothing is set in stone yet. Um, and uh, if you are not already a CASA member, you're doing it wrong. Go to CASA.org, that's C-A-S-A-A.org, and sign up. It's absolutely free. <laughs> We don't hit you with a lot of spam or, you know, we don't even really do a whole lot of fundraising. Uh, so we don't have annoying stuff. We're not going to, you know, keep all this information hostage while we wait for your five bucks. Um, this is uh, this is all, you know, very grassroots. <clears throat> and so uh, we appreciate your participation. Go to Casat.org and join today. And while you're there, if you do feel like donating, please send us a few bucks. Uh, we got to keep the lights on. Um, and while you're on our website, check out all the merch that we have. You can go to our store. We've got t-shirts and other things. A lot of really impressive graphics done by Danielle Jones, our board president. Uh, and you can advocate in style. 
the t-shirts are great. I actually need to pick up a new one pretty soon. Um, you can follow us on all of the social media channels. We're on the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Twitters. Uh, and you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we definitely send out an email reminder that'll happen next week. We put this up on YouTube, Spotify, uh, and it ends up on all the other things too. Uh, we'll do that. I feel like I'm forgetting something at every every time. I, I always, We always feel like we're forgetting something. Did I get all of the things? Join your state group. Join your state group. Every state has a Facebook page. Join your state group. Keep the conversation going. Uh, it's a great way to let us know about things that may be happening in your town, uh, cities, counties, stuff like that. That's very hard to track. So if you do hear of something, drop it into your state group. Kristen is very good about paying attention to that stuff. Uh, I found out about something happening in my town, my sleepy little town, Plattsburgh, New York, uh, through Kristen, because she was paying attention to the news and posted it up on one of our groups. Uh, so that that's very useful. And, and the more people are participating, the more useful it becomes. Uh, other than that, now, did I get everything? I think so. Fantastic. I okay. apologize. I'm going to turn off the little ticker thing. I'm so off. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my stream being off today. I apologize. But everybody have a great rest of your weekend. <laughs> All right. And with Thank that, you. we're out of here. Hold on. I'm trying. I really am. All right. Bye, you guys. Peace.